a little something different, don't you think, babe? Hello, hello. Live in action, back at it again. Podcast number three, ladies and gentlemen. Number three. Shout out to all you guys tuning in. Right now you're tuning in to a little something different with Clay. And Alex. And we back at it again. If you guys haven't seen any of the previous videos, definitely go check them out. We drop podcasts every Saturday on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and throughout the week. You guys can always check out our clips of the most significant moments from them podcasts. You guys can check those out on our YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, shout out to you guys. Shout out for tuning in. And uh, let's get into the quote and let's get straight into today. So what you got for us? What's the quote for today, babe? Go ahead. Before we start, let's inhale a nice cleansing breath. Message to self. I speak my vision into existence. Like the alchemist, I am transmuting darkness into light, evil into goodness. Everywhere I go and everything I touch, I leave better than it was. I channel love. By Lucas Notes. Shout out to Lucas Notes. Shout out to you for the quote. Yeah, beautiful quote. So let's get straight into it today. Today is a very, today's topic is a very, um, I'm char- so excited. Yeah, you off. it is. This is an exciting podcast that we're going to get into today, guys. And I'm sure you guys are going to be very excited as well for the title of this video. Today's topic is about AI and technology. Robots. Artificial intelligence. Now, this stuff was, when we were coming up, we were 1996, right? We were born in the 90s. So this stuff has always been in the movies. You know, it's always been in the TV shows. It's always been in the science fiction stuff and in the, in the, 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 the comic books, all of this stuff, the stories, the books, everything. It was always right there. The first one that pops to my mind, I don't know if we have any 90s, close to 2000 mm-hmm. babies out there, but Phil of the Future, that is basically like, you know, the smart homes now that they have. They have yeah. smart homes yeah. that lights, uh, security system, yeah. Echo. This stuff, was, this stuff was a big deal back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, just the, and the fact that it's just so normal now and that it's here and that... What surprises me so much, I think, about uh, AI and artificial intelligence is the fact of how we didn't really have much of this. And then once we got into the game with the computers and then the internet, it just, like, everything just had, like, a triple effect. So it took so long to come up with this type of technology that we got now... But now that we have the resources from that, that single point of technology, like a computer, you can just make everything else so much faster and easier now. So stuff that would probably take like a thousand something years to create, it's now just coming next year now. Because of what we got, we could just build on stuff twice as fast now. Do you think it's from the very first computers and the very first softwares? The basic softwares that they were creating learn how to create more off of itself. Not yeah. even like without humans manipulating the software and doing coding, but the software just like tripled itself like into like, and the scientist or whoever, the software engineer working on it was like, oh shit, the software just did this. Yeah. And being more adaptable and putting it out there and, you know, doing some changes here and there. But I think they started, you know, being able to control themselves 
Yeah, I think that. So what's so fascinating about AI to me is that, um, like you're saying, it has the ability to to um, create on its own. So, but this is the, but the catch though is is that it it needs human beings to input different algorithms, different types of uh, software. You know, um, I don't even know all the complete verbiage to describe it, but all I know is is that in simplest form, in order for a robot or AI or artificial intelligence to create something on its own, a human being has to input these things into it to give it like permission, quote unquote. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like like, like if you have something that um that can create like its own problem solving skills, a human has to input that ability for it to have the problem solving skills. You and know it kept how. evolving. I feel like there was some baseline and then it just kept evolving and evolving. And now what you know you have we actually have not in movies, uh, take out the movies and the TV shows. Mm-hmm. You could look up, um, I believe it is um, Hanson Robotics. They have like three robots. I've watched some of the Ooh. interviews. They have, I think it's Han. I think, let me look it up real quick. I know they have three robots. Um, is that the ones where they had them like doing the backflips and all that stuff? Is that the one? I've seen some type of like robot robotics that had like the ones they had them on the videos last year where they were doing like the freaking flips and they were like, grabbing objects and running like they were these ones were like athletic like they were like some robocop irobot type shit were they like human form like did they look like no human? it wasn't human form it looked okay. like it very much like a robot oh no no these are human form uh look it up i think it's like sophia Phil. oh that's what you're talking about yeah. so, yes yes they, yes the one they had on 45 or something she's like half a body Yes, I, I've seen this. I've seen this. Okay, so that's Hanson Robotics. That's the name of the company. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the name of the company. Interesting. Yeah, because I saw the Sophia um, thing. We were, I think I saw that and I showed that to you. I see. I seen the Sophia thing years back. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, Sophia is a um, artificial intelligence, um, basically inputted into like this very human-looking body. Um, it's like a, you know how they make like the 3D models of the bodies and stuff like that. And it has stuff that feels like skin and different things like that. I'm not sure how, how she feels to the touch, but it very much looks like a woman in her 30s. That's what it looks like. She's kind of like bald or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, she's like half a head. But they were asking this girl a series of questions um, just about life. You know, it wasn't even like your robot questions. It was, you know, a, a math equation to answer. She, they, they were asking her questions just about human existence, mm-hmm. and the responses were so human-like and so just... Um, Do you remember what she said in one of the... I think it was, like, Jimmy Fallon interviews? Yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they had, yeah, had the Jimmy Fallon show or something like that. Yeah, they, they, they asked her something about about human about robots taking over or something mm-hmm. like that right some, i think it was more than once in more than one interview she made a comment in some part of the conversation about like taking over and i feel like ai should even have the capability of making that even a joke like is that that shouldn't have mm. that capability of that mind to process that as like a joke or even like any type of thing like and she's not the only one i've seen a couple different ais um in real life you know we're in the year 2021 if you're watching this in the future 2021 we're here and they have them you know working on different things and different projects but 
yeah that's yeah, the yeah, real fa- life of it yeah facebook is one of them already you know um facebook um starting you know starting to use ai we'll get into a little bit more of that oh. later on the latest on that but um this was probably about a year or so ago where facebook was allowing ai to run a lot of the algorithms on their website and things like that um and the ai got to the point where in this system on facebook the ai basically created their own language so the, the concept and the point of ai is to perform at the highest peak level of everything why do we need them so we are capable of doing things i completely agree but i think as human beings we have somewhat taken on this notion that we need to do the best and create the most ever and i think we're getting to the point where we may i think we feel like we're not enough to achieve that. We can't agree on things. We go to war with each other. We pollute the planet. Um, hell, we, we, got, we got addictions and issues and we can't even save ourselves. So how the hell are we gonna save a planet? So I think that's the thought process for some um, behind why AI needs to start playing more of an active role in the world. But, with, uh, but to go back to the Facebook thing, uh, Facebook basically had AI running their system, running their algorithm, all the stuff like that. And uh, I know just another Facebook project, but the AI basically created its own language to perform at the most optimum level. So it created a language that only the AI could understand and it started doing things on its own without human permission. It had the ability to have so much free reign and create its own language that only the AI can understand. Um, and it got to the point where the, the, the people who input these things, right, the humans that go put the put this stuff into the AI, they couldn't even understand what was going on anymore because the AI had already went on its own path and lane that even humans couldn't understand anymore. And it was doing this on Facebook. They had to shut it down. So is it, I always Facebook think of that. Facebook is taking over. Not AI. It's actually <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> it's actually Facebook and Mark freaking Zuckerberg. Yes, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Facebook and what they got going on right now. What, tell the people what Facebook currently has going on. So, I don't know how I came know. across it. I don't remember. Like It was like a week ago. or I think I've heard of it a while ago, but then uh, it popped up in my YouTube feed. Metaverse. <sighs> it just like, it was so hard to watch i'm like is this real i was pinching myself i was like why is the world getting to this point where we have to plug ourselves in and go into a different reality than the actual life we are living in now so you think it's a bad do you think it's a bad thing i'm gonna be so biased on this whole podcast i am so sorry i'm just so strongly about this because i just believe in the natural parts of ourselves that need to connect with people we need that human connection we need that um you know emotion to emotion feeling to feeling Mm -hmm. you know frequency to frequency a robot is not going to give you a frequency back that you can feel um but yeah so let me get to the metaverse sorry i just ranted on it is a virtual reality that you can customize yourself into basically putting your entire world in the virtual setting. They have these clear glasses, so you don't have to have any, you know, um, like, it's not like a VR set where it's like a black one over it. Like, you know, VR sets usually see like a black shield. It's actually, I think it uh, has like a clear uh, setting to it. Basically, you make your avatar and you can put any type of clothing. You can create your own room wherever you want in the world so you know it tries to get your attention with you can have anything you want in the world at what cost yeah Uh, Yeah. with that 
you basically can work in a setting so you can have that interaction of like your workflow at a computer at a real computer desk typing typing doing all of that and things pop up on your glasses so like an email pops up on your glasses or like music you can have change the music settings and then they have like the virtual person in your in your vision in your real life room they have them, your coworker walking by and saying hello. Like, hey, Jeff, how are you today? How's yeah, your weekend? Yeah, they got the virtual meetings on there, too. <laughs> the meetings, they have little, um, basically, you can have, like, any birthday party anywhere. Um, anyone can come. It's basically kind of like getting on FaceTime. So it's an app. It's going to be, like, a, the app, too. And, um, like, say someone's out in, like, New York, they're going to have it where this virtual reality connects to the real world so say you're in new york walking around you're past this building and this building has some art on it the art actually turns 3d with your glasses on and you can send it a virtual version to your friends in your little facebook um i'm sorry not facebook metaverse it's a your own universe metaverse that you're creating um I, yeah, you guys have to check out the video yourself. Yeah, Type it in it. after you Type it in. watch check this it and hear this. Um, yeah, it it's up. a real commercial. It's uh, it's coming out, and I was like, am I am I watching like it's a fake trippy. commercial? It's true because <laughs> it feel, it feel, I think I'm just so not in that world of that. Yeah, it is. It just it's trippy because it seems like the very things that we thought of and made up. And I told you about this. I told you about this years ago. You know, before it started uh, started rolling out. Um, I always felt that there would be a virtual world where you could essentially be and do whatever you want. And in that world, you are relevant and you mean something. And um, it will get to the point so much so where that world will become so significant that it will interlap with this real world that we got going on to the point where we will be having debates about what's real, what's fake. Is this more of the real? Because let's let's keep it a hundred, right? Because this is about to get a little something different now. This this is deep now. The metaverse, right? So, and we kind of are catching glimpses of this with VR, right? Because like we you know we can get to the metaverse, we can talk about VR first and foremost. And I mentioned this uh, to you about a year ago as VR started to become a lot more popular. Started using the Oculus and stuff like that. I mean, my dad had an Oculus at the time, and. I figured at some point in time, especially with these uh, younger kids, you know, younger generation, you will be able to do everything virtually. So we live in Hawaii. It's a beautiful place that a lot of tourists like to come visit and see. And this is a place that you kind of got to experience in person and want to, you know, be a part of. You got to come here and see the ocean, be in nature, and all these different things that so make Hawaii so beautiful to experience. In about five to ten years from now, there will be kids who genuinely feel like they got the experience of going to Hawaii because there was a VR camera here, right? So, so the way it works is you put a VR camera in the environment, um, and people can access that VR uh, display through their Oculus or whatever all these different uh, VR goggle headsets are, and you can experience that place. So the same way in which me and you were dying to go places when we were young and still are now want to go places and travel and see the world, you will be able to do that from a VR set. And you will be, the same way we'll go over here and, you know, Big Island had the volcanoes that just went off. They will be able to go see that in their VR set and feel like they truly experienced being where that volcano is. 
Now, we can sit here and debate all day about whether that's real or not, but to the human perception, that is real to them. That's their version of real. So where is the where is the difference between that? You know what I'm saying? Like, like how can you how can you tell a child? How can you convince these kids that like, hey, you actually being there is as important as you seeing it? Because like they're seeing it, they feel like they're there. Everything in it, it, it cuts off your sensory like, uh, not cuts off. It hones in on your sensory ability. So like. You can only see through your eyes. So, like, right now, I'm in this room right now. I'm only seeing and experiencing this right now through my eyes. I'm hearing it, too. I'm smelling different things in the room. Um, but for the most part, if I put a VR set on right now, and, and, and I had a yeah, I can smell you, and I had a, not in a bad way, but I had, like, if I had a VR set on and there was a model of this room, I would see it, and I would hear everything in here. Who's it telling me that the experience is not the same? Who? You know? Sorry, you just went on, and I had to like catch on to my brain was like yeah. registering everything. I, I, I'm more so yeah. I'm just speaking on the part of like how, like how is it how is it um, how can you put a, a a positive or a negative on being there versus being in a, in a virtual version of it? Of course, everything's gonna have its pros and cons, but I'm gonna talk about the cons of you're stuck in a room all day or you're stuck in your house all day that's like another quarantine they're just trying to make the quarantine more special like they're just trying to make you know like oh you know you're really stuck in the house but here let's us um pretend visit these places i know that is the crazy part about it right it doesn't seem like everything is geared towards you just staying home more and what's going to happen over time with that process you're not exercising you're not getting sunlight you're not connecting to nature. You're not connecting with people, other humans. That was hard enough with uh, COVID and quarantine and all of that. You're not getting real relationships because you're only having those relationships that are going to be internet-based. And we all know how that goes of just like a constant internet relationship or a constant internet like friendship, all of that. Even just work, like Zooming with people all day, it's... It lacks that connection. I think what it, yeah, what it comes down to. I agree. I kind of agree with that. I, 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 um, I think it has its pros and cons, but I do believe that there's some aspect of like human connection that um, is transferred differently in person versus virtual. And I, and I, and I truly think like me, like you and I met online, right? Like we created connection there. Obviously, like we met up once meeting online. But I feel that um, there is something about human energy that gets transferred differently when you're just next to somebody like it just gives off something completely different than when you're on the phone texting like you can text the phone and you can feel connection from that person um but i think it's only through what you established in person mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like there, there's just something to be said about you know people who may be able to communicate on a telephone and feel comfortable from that world virtually but in, in person completely different person I and mean, we experience this all the time someone might talk crazy about you on the internet you know you see these people catfish. all the time yeah catfish you might see people all the time on the internet saying oh you suck and i'm gonna beat you and then you know talking crazy and then obviously you know if you see these people in person they they wouldn't do half the stuff that they say on the internet you know so it's just something to be said about that that actual interaction there's something uh divine and connecting about it like about being in person touching somebody actually seeing what they feel like holding them smelling them it's just it's something different and you can't replicate that i don't think through a vr set um or but this this is this is the problem with that though 
I think that we may feel like that in a sense, but that might be from our own perspective of being connected in person to the or connected to the world physically. Mm-hmm. These kids nowadays, they're not as attached to stuff physically. So it's like that's such how, how can I judge you know, how can I judge them off of a uh, 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 feeling that they never established. They never established going to a bunch of places in person. They never established meeting, uh, you know, people in relationships and, and, and girls and guys and meeting each other dating in person. Like, if, that, if they only experienced it through the internet, that's their world. Mm-hmm. Through gaming, through, you know, all the apps and different stuff that they have yeah. nowadays for they, kids. They, our parents and them feel, they feel like they was more connected than we are. Like, we feel like, oh, we're connected and we do this, this, and that. But they feel like we didn't do half the shit they did back in the day. They feel like the same way we look at these kids now is how they look at us. Yeah. You know? I'm thinking about the part, how it's consuming them so young, but that's going to be their complete real universe. Even money, they have meta coins. (laughs) So, and this reminds me of what I'm going to bring up. I've watched so many AI TV shows and movies. I love them. Like sci-fi which I don't even like to call it sci-fi because they try to tell you it's fiction. It's um, it's not real, but they are, like, programming you to think that, but really it's, like... Yeah, what's, what, what's, what's with it's that? Like predictive programming? Or yeah, oh, yeah. Predict, you, yeah predictive what you said programming. Predictive programming, yeah. It's, like, when they basically... It's almost like the quote, you know, the best place to hide is in plain sight, you know? They show you different things right in front of you and it's almost like by making it obvious you make it discreet in a weird twisted psychology kind of way you know oh this is just a movie this yeah it's just like a movie oh, this is, this is to like, our society yeah it's just but a movie that's crazy time and, and, time and again history has showed itself through the TVs and movies and all of that yeah um, that's why it's called a program like TV program yeah TV program yeah just break up the words anything um like I've been in a space of awareness lately this past week, but anything that you like want to question, just break up the word, like break up into smaller parts and the meaning and all of that and words that we use every day. But the meta coin is basically like, you know, that's going to be the currency. I believe like it's going to be different ways, not just like, what was that? You're going to be broke as hell. If you ain't got the meta coin, I think it's going to be, Cash, they've been showing us cash is going away. Um, everything's going to be, what is that, the um, N, yeah. the N1, NF? Oh, it's about NFTs. Yeah, yeah, NFTs, Bitcoin, you know, cryptocurrency. Yeah. Cryptocurrency is already, you know, a huge thing. It's going to be a form of that. Yeah, yes, I agree. I think it'll keep building off of crypto. I think definitely we're, we're already in the stage of moving away from just money being tangible. We started with cards and credit, and, um, and now we're moving towards certain different types of currency and assets that mean more than just physical cash and dollar. There's there's just different things that hold value now. Um, That's going to start to run our world. And there's going to be a a significant level in the internet now. And it's just, that's just real. You know, like you might be a really cool person in real life. You might, you know, have a really good vibe to you. People like being around you, got good energy. But we're moving to that stage now where if you're not significant on the internet, you don't mean nothing no more. That's you don't. The thing of like business part for, I'm kind of worried about. Look at the business they, showed, they showed in the commercial 
they're going to have fitness instructors and yoga instructors on the metaverse, which is cool that they're going to move their body and do like active because that's like, you know, one way, you know, we need to release energy and gain back our energy with movement. Movement's so special in so many ways, but it's like, you know, how many hours a day are you going to be on this metaverse? Is it going to take up your entire day where you don't go outside and like, see people the, in yeah, sunlight? Like, what's the effect? What's know, the effect on the physical body? Because like, you got to gotta be alive to be on the metaverse. You can't not eat for like... <laughs> that's another thing. That's the part I was going to mention. Uh, there is a TV show called Upload on Amazon. I think it's like Amazon Originals. And you can basically i was showing him because i've seen it oh, I, was, yeah. I had to show him i was like look you can basically be uploaded once you pass away into this afterlife and it's exactly what the metaverse is you get to design your environment they had it they showed the season one is like the lake house uh the lake house at horizon and basically you get to have anything you want which is crazy it's the afterlife you're passed away your real body's passed away but they still charge you for things in the afterlife in in this virtual reality everything got a cost basically man. you have like this income and it's like he tried to go get like a coffee out of his like mini fridge in his room and it, or like a drink and it was like 2.99 and like he had to have money to like real money real currency or like the meta coin or currency to purchase that and i'm like oh my god this is all connecting right now this is all like they're showing us i was mind blown yeah i i, I just think of um i think about ai and just technology and how fast it's moving because like i said before we kind of it took us so long just to get to the point where we were with a computer and a phone um and then once you get that technology you can build so much off of that and once you get the next step you can build 10 more things off of that mm -hmm. i just think to ourselves like like this right here we're already so like there's so many negative effects associated with like a phone there's great things about it too though. i don't want to just highlight just the negative because there's some beautiful great things that, that you can do with a cell phone let's be real to mama in philly yeah you can communicate with somebody across the world you know what i mean you can um make a lot of money off of this thing you know you could you know create a great life for yourself but there's a lot of negative let's be real most the, the most of the negative effects that come from this are what's affecting the masses. Mm -hmm. The mass amount the mass amount of people, like yes, they may be texting and calling their loved ones, but most people are not making money off of a phone. Most people are consumers. That's just the Majority. way of the, that's just the way of the world and business and all and all how it goes. Like everyone's not podcasting. So some people some somebody's watching this, somebody's consuming. If we if we can't stop ourselves from feeling the negative effects from consuming apps like instagram TikTok, and you know whoever doesn't text us back what like what can potentially happen in the metaverse like I, that's what's so that's what's fucking my head up i think it's all about a balance how like, bad could it be though eight hours on instagram and TikTok. But it's like if you have a healthy balance, you know, you, a lot of times. But now, can we do that though? Is it this? Because I'm under the belief that this stuff was designed to be addicting. I believe it was. I believe by design it was made that way. Yes, but there. I always have a hope for you know belief and hope in people because I've done it myself. I've gone back in the day like on instagram all the time i had like a, i used to have a personal account and you know wasting time on it 
not doing anything really productive. And then I completely went out, went off from it for a long time. And I was like, oh, I don't need this. And then now I'm back on it with like, you know, just occasionally. And I'm looking up more things geared word towards word learning yeah. education you're using like it, my you're lifestyle like you. yes That's i'm util- utilizing it to find other like mind souls other right. like mind people into the space that i, I want to learn um even like our last podcast we talked about um cycle eating like eat for women eating um based off of your cycle i learned that off of instagram I was just like scrolling and looking at recipes and I saw that I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm going to use it. It is. It is. It is amazing when you use it in that tool. But let's be real. Most people are not using it for that purpose. Most people are using it to consume unconsciously, you know, and that's not to like, you know, there's no shade on nobody. I mean, people like Instagram and TikTok It's entertaining as hell. You find funny videos, entertaining videos. To the point where you could be on it all day. You could start with one video, and before you know it, you don't watch 20 videos. I can attest to that, and I've done that before. So, my whole, I guess, my direct question, because I want to, I guess, want to be a little bit more direct with you when I ask you this and ask you guys as well watching this. You see the negative effects that are already now associated with Instagram mm-hmm. suicide rates, cyberbullying, uh, low self esteem, no sleep, you know, uh, just the internet in general, porn addiction. Like all of it, it's just like that's very detrimental effects that are very, very addicting. And like I said, I believe they were designed that way because that's just how a lot of products and things are created. They're created to be addicting, so you want to come back and get it again, come back and get it again. They make more money. They make more money. They're in your pockets. They're in your pockets. They got your attention. It's all about where your attention is. That reminds me. I think there was a documentary. Um, I watched during quarantine. And Facebook, like, even, like, showed, like, all these yeah. whistleblowers. The whistleblowers are coming out. They're all, they're all on 60 Minutes. Showing the algorithm they of are. your phone. It. They're showing it. They know, they, know your, they know the chemical makeup of the human brain, how to access, how to hack it, and how to input their product into those circuits in your brain that are associated with the dopamine and all of this stuff. We should this is, never let them in. This is science. But I'm saying if we already have that going on with Instagram, what do you, like, how much worse can it, like, can it get? Like what? Like what more is it going to get to now with this? This is a whole other ball game. It's going to be scary when it it really just comes down to like, are people going to accept it or resist it? I honestly think the masses are going to accept it, and there's going to be the few outliers um, that are going to be resistant and see it for what it is. But the masses are going to be so involved in it that your family members, your friends, that they're going to be like, oh, you're not on this app yet. You're not cool. Like, oh, I throw all my birthday parties on this app now. We don't have physical birthday parties yeah, anymore. See, and, and I was, I was gonna, family reunions. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you that. So that was my next question I was going to get into is, say you have, because there's people who, are, who feel like this now, who are like, I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on TikTok. I don't do that. I just... You know, I stay to myself. I go outside. I, I, I like real this and real that, right? How can they operate in this world of the metaverse? Don't you feel like you kind of got to play the game, so to speak, to even navigate this world? It depends what level you're on. Like, if you're off-grid, if you're, you know, in a smaller rural environment where, you know, people are still farming and, you know, talking to their neighbors rather than, you know, being in a high rise in LA and no one, everyone just goes to work, comes home, what about, goes on their metaverse. What about off grid? This is this is matter of fact. This is just like iRobot. 
That's, this is this is exactly your favorite. This movie. is exactly like I Robot. So Will Smith is this guy. He's living in Chicago. It's like 2035. For those of you that haven't seen I Robot, if you haven't seen it, you gotta go watch it. One of Will Smith's best movies. He was this guy living in 2035 in Chicago. The world was run by AI. Seems to be pretty on time if you ask me right now. About 15 years or so years from now. Huh. Very accurate, seems like, done it? And right in the movies. He was a guy who didn't like the, the new world that it had become. He wanted to live essentially how he used to live when he was growing up with all of this AI. He, he, he hated it. But it seemed like even still, he had to play the game to get around. He had to allow the AI to, to drive around. He had to allow the AI to remember the scene he was in the bar when it was serving him beers. Like, how long can you fight it without having to just be a part of it? I say keep going because I'm with you and we will find a way other to live our lives other than this. My children will not know certain parts internet at all until like they're 16, 17, 18. They're going to know outside. They're going to know. Yes. They're going to know what animals, what insects are this, how to grow their own food, how to um, obtain, sustain their own water. You really, th- you really think our kids not going like, so like you might teach them about insects and outside. Of course, you want to teach them about what it's like to be outside and be connected. But you think that they're not going to know about the internet till they're 16? Mm-hmm. We might have to cut ways this way and go separate yeah. ways because going in this direction. I don't go to class. I'm going, I'm only homeschooling, but I'm going in this direction of less technology, less technology, less technology. I don't know which way you're going. You choose your direction. Because I've seen enough movies and videos to see how the AI takes over. No, I agree. I think that's inevitable, though. Like, I feel like our kids, you can't be watching them like a hawk 24-7. There's going to be a point in time where they branch off and want to be with other kids and experience the world. And it's going to be ran by AI technology. You're going to go travel somewhere to show them the world. And the plane is going to be AI. The check is going to be AI. The car is going to be AI. You're just talking about the baseline AI. I don't think he knows or even grasps what's further out there because in the Black Mirror and other TV shows I've seen. Oh, yeah, Black Mirror. Black Mirror, they will insert something. You know, you know, people are trying to say it's the vaccine now. I honestly don't think it's the chips in the vaccine yet. Maybe one of the boosters that they'll throw at you. Oh, my God. <laughs> but... Um, in one of the AIs, uh, I'm sorry, in one of the Black Mirror episodes, they show inserting um, like the little chip or whatever inside and they can see everything you see. But it's cool because like they're telling you, oh, you can just rewind and like go back and uh, see a memory again. They try to tell you all the benefits that you're going to like it for. But really, it's to for them to see exactly where you are, to, for them to see exactly what you're thinking, exactly what you're looking at. So in the case of that part of Will Smith and iRobot of going against them, they can control it in our mind. Ooh, another, I'm sorry, I'm going to rant about movies and TVs right now. And because they all connect, they all connect. Go out there and watch Implanted. Implanted no, just, just came out. We was, was watching all of our AI stuff to get ready for this podcast, y'all. Oh, no, no. That's kind of like what got it, got us ready for it because I was ready watching yeah. it the other day. Um, I showed you it. Of, like, they are basically, once they, like, insert the chip and insert, you know, going in your mind, 
it can hack you. It can hack your body temperature. It can hack your oxygen levels. That's the interesting thing about AI is like, can it be hacked? Yes. As important as it might be into the world and stuff like that, technology can be hacked and altered because it's made by humans. So it has human flaws, I guess, to it, to where someone can maybe hack it. What happens when, when AI when AI gets hacked? Like, what happens when AI is running the subway systems and the subways are going on there, is running all the, the, the cars on the road? What happens when that gets hacked? What is the effect of that? Domino effect. And I don't even think it's just going to be, like, the actual other things that they can control, but our body. Our body is, like, the most natural, sacred thing that you can own. You only own your own body. You can only be in control of your own body and they get the opportunity to take it away and do what they want of it. In this movie, she was using the AI was using her body to do the specific tasks that she wanted to do to make sure that her AI system stayed alive. The AI system was preserving itself rather than bodies. Mm. And they didn't care about the human life, and it was it showed itself as like a healthcare, um, a healthcare app, and it was basically a healthcare app to measure your like body temperature, your sleep, and all of that. But it hacked itself. It wasn't a human hacking it. It was its own AI going against what it was made for, and it was like, you know, that's the trippy thing about so AI. Crazy. It's so interesting. It's like it's it has so it has this. It has this ability, and we keep seeing it. The number one thing I think we see in the movies when it comes to AI is this ability to have a human input something, you know, into it to make it human-like or to give it a set of commands to be able to perform things at a high level. But these AI always has, it always finds a way to take what the human gave it, create its own principles, and then build off of that to the point where it no longer needs humans. You know, yeah. and that's so interesting, right? Like, like it just AI doesn't need humans, yeah. so that's that's the irony in it, right? That like we create this thing for us, but it doesn't need us. To give like a feeling of what it would feel like if, because obviously they were all experimental that they were doing this with, and to give the feeling like for the people out there have had um, surgeries, like you know. AKA my warrior over here with his two knee surgeries. So they implanted something in you, right? Two knees? I got one knee surgery. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was both. That was my left knee. That's one. Okay, that one. Yeah, ACL, MCL. So they insert something in you, right? Uh, metal rod. Okay, so what if that metal rod was had a electric system where it would be able to kick up your leg when it wanted to because it had its own system in it? Like, so basically, my, like my leg right now is just resting. It could just start kicking up my leg on its own. Yes. Why, why would it want to do that? Because it could want to take over your whole body. It could go make web, neural webs into your nervous system to go up to your brain to tell you but what who, to do. Who, who, who wants to do that? Like, because think about it, right? If somebody wanted to take over my body, why wouldn't they have already done it? Why wouldn't they have done it when I ate... Uh, mcdonald's or something and they put it in the food there why wouldn't they have done it when i go get in the swimming pool and put it in the water why don't they put it in the air like why don't why haven't they done that already why like why does it take ai to want to do all of this at this point like it's so expensive takes so much why didn't they just do this shit already i think it has to be just like stronger like when it's in your physical body that's when it like can take over because air pollution is one thing we you know breathing in bad air mucus and all of that Food is a bad thing. We had that our last episode on food. 
you know, toxic food and build up over time will like make your body slower. But being in your body will connect itself to your neurons and that goes directly to your brain. And once they control that, which they showed in the movie Implanted, she was taking over her brain and basically like in her mind, like do this, do that, do this. Yeah. And she was killing people. They were forcing her, she was, or the AI was forcing her to kill people in order to serve its purpose to preserve its AI system. Hmm. Hmm. So for me, um, when it comes to this whole AI conversation and technology and just all these things that we have and we're building towards, I, I kind of look at it from a neutral perspective. You know, I have my own opinions on what I like to do and like what I prefer and what I'm, you know, my, my, um, my limits and, you know, my boundaries and things like that. But the, the most important question, I think, um, we'll end this after talking about this here is the ultimate question. What is the goal of AI? Like, like what is the goal of this continuous, like building towards the, like the best and like, we need better and better. Like, what is the goal? I'm so biased. It's really to take over the planet as they think that they are a race. They think that they are a type Who's of they? Like, the AI system, the computer system. But why would we create that? I think it was, it couldn't be part of our evolution. Maybe we're meant to go at a certain time. Our extinction is meant at a certain time, and the AI is meant to take over at a certain time. Hmm. Hmm. Ooh, that's a little something different right now, right? I just thought this in my head when you said that, right? You said, like, that AI is the next phase of this existence. Like, we're not, I guess, we're, like, the next to go extinct in that kind of turn the way you explain it like you had dinosaurs they were like the best things that were alive in their era then it was like you know the different kind of animals that came then and you know the, um, the different type of uh humanoids you know like like you know homo erectus homo you know all these different humans so we had our reign and our, our time so to speak um and now it's like it's ai's time in a way but 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 i think of it when you say that because it almost feels like the same way we describe AI, how we create these inputs into AI and they go on to do their own thing. I almost feel like that's kind of like how God made us in a way. You know, if you, you know, if that's how you guys choose to look at it, if God created us, you know, evolution, whatever, you you know, whatever you subscribe to, I'm not really, I don't really care. Um, but it's similar. We get an input of um, concepts. We know how to think. We know how to survive, do this. And from that, we created our own world. They have been... Putting our so I feel like yes and we left, and we left we're leaving behind the shit that came before us. Our bodies are temples. This is another one. Altered carbon. Altered carbon is so good. I binge binged watch that one. I did not stop. Like once I saw the first episode, I kept going. They have made it where you can. Our, sorry, our bodies are sacred. Yes, our consciousness is even more sacred. They were taking the consciousness of your soul, of your, you know, your mind, your consciousness, putting it into a different body. So you didn't pass away. They put it in a physical body and then you kept living the real world. It wasn't the VR world like um, upload, but it was the real world. So I could be in four different bodies and have the same consciousness. Yeah, some people, so yeah, for, for those of you that may not know, some of you guys may be like, huh, what are they talking about? But this is similar to what they're doing now 
Um, and they've been not even not they've been doing it for a while now with these music artists who passed away. So like Michael Jackson, they're basically we lived in Vegas. They had a Michael Jackson experience. They basically had his hologram of his body, and he was performing. Like the, the, the nigga was on tour, bro. Like he was he was deceased for like ten years, whatever it was. This man was still on tour. So they had him, and now I'm seeing these ones about uh, Juice World. So yeah, Juice World who passed away a couple years ago. Rest in peace to Juice World. They are able to take the voice and the vocals off of him and input it onto um, these beats and can put the words on there, match it up with the voice, and uh, create songs after he's dead. Tupac is another big one of them. Like these artists that are deceased, this is starting to become a more popular thing now to where they'll be able to make this giant catalog of music off these voices. But I say that to say, because some people might be listening to that, like, well, you know, that's just a voice. You know, you, you, I could take a voice off of one of the songs when he was alive and, um, you know, mix it up and do this and put it on the track. Like, that's not, you know, nothing deep. That's just the voice, just the vocal. Anyone could do that. But I would argue and say that there's certain parts of a human voice and the energy that comes behind a voice that is consciousness. That's part of their consciousness. So, in a way, you taking their voice is essentially taking an aspect of their consciousness. And it, it shows that maybe in a way, it can be taken or manipulated in, in some in some fashion or form. It's, it's it's very intriguing that like the consciousness is like that's the most important thing that we have, you know. And um, I want to kind of go back to that question that I had for you before, because I, I really want you to like to to give me some feedback on this. Um, why why are we any different than what AI is doing? Because we had animals before us. We came from animals and stuff like that. They gave us the, the game. They gave us the knowledge, the know-how. We learned this and learned that. And then we took off with it. We started making our own buildings, making our own stuff. We started tearing down the stuff for the animals to say, oh, we have no place for grizzly bears here. They're hurting us and messing up the, our world. They're not, they don't fit in our world, so we're going to kill them. We're going to take away the environment for this. We're going to do that. We're moving on with our world because we feel like our world is the best world. It's more sufficient. It works. It's better. Why is AI any different than us? They know. They've learned from us because we put it into that system that yeah. call, like uh, colonizing. Colonizing and taking over. And I feel like in my eyes, they did it in a really like sneaky, slow manner where they just like, we had cell phones and then they like, iPhone came out and oh my gosh, there's a voice. Hey Siri, there's a voice that can answer anything I need to ask. And then it kept going from there where we're coexisting with the AI. We're coexisting with the algorithm, with the systems. And we've been in this progress, you know, um, I don't know, you go places now and they have certain, um, there's a hotel in Vegas that actually has a robot that you can put your bags on and it can take it up to your room. Yeah. Or you can ask it a question and it can give you the answer based off yeah. of what you ask. There's quite a few of those out here in the world. Yeah. yeah so, you know, they make you co feel comfortable with coexisting with it. And once we're coexisting, it's like, oh, it's familiar. You know, it's kind of sad. And um, the way I'm thinking about it is like, they say most predators um, for like sexual assaults are someone you know. AI is someone we know. 
Siri, mm. Alexa, they put personalities with them. They're there every day. They're here. They're hearing everything we hey, say every day. They know me. They know what I like. They know what they know what I'm uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. They know they know my insecurities. Yep, the, and getting close to that, where that's when they're gonna make their move. You know, at one day, one day, and one point, they're gonna make their move. Hey, I don't like how the human is trying to control me to only clean. I saw an ad where there was a robot that was like cleaning the house, aka your little like iRobot. Um, I think it's actually called Robot. Your little yeah, iRobot. Yeah, Robo. yeah, it goes on the floor, it goes around and cleans yeah. up the the house. Yeah, does. like and there's other stuff too that I've seen. And it's, like, going to come to a point where they're making it so smart or it's, like, it's neurons or how do you say it's data are, like, manipulating itself where they're evolving. They're They're evolving evolving into itself. That's the fear, I think, that we have is, like, will they evolve to the point where they say, oh, why the fuck we need you? Mm -hmm. Like, like, our robot. You know, remember with, uh, what was the name of the, um... The, they had the robots, but they had the big AI system that was like the, the the nucleus of everything. It was um um oh I can't think of the name of it, but it's basically like like the interface that Will Smith was kind of trying to uh, take down and took down all the robots at the end. Um, but it's very similar to we may not we may not feel exactly the same, but we feel like our way is the best. So AI, the goal of it, from what it seems like. Um, and all this technology is to get to the, become to the, the peak of everything. We want to do everything perfectly. That's that's the goal. The peak is to do everything perfectly. Have a perfect world, a world without flaw, a world without mistakes. No more accidents. No more killing. No more buildings falling down and stuff like that. Everything must be perfect. We're not perfect. We know that as human beings, we are imperfect beings. That's, we can calculate that's, our like yeah. mistakes and negative parts. That's damn that what makes us us. It's like the ability to learn is that be flawed change different things about ourselves like we're just inherently flawed it just if you want to even call it flaws i guess we're just we make mistakes or just you know the free will of ourselves free will of mistakes different things like that but they look at that and say hey that doesn't fit into our equation of perfection we're trying to do everything perfect and if you can't fit into that equation why do we need you why should i listen to you you input this 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 function into me to do my job but you're not per- you're you're not perfect. I'm perfect. Why I need why am I, why am I taking orders from you? And it's like making a robotic narcissist uh psychopath because <laughs> they won't care when they kill you. They were showing that in the movies and all of that. And there was a part where I was just talking about evolving. There was one part um another TV show I remember um I just looked it up with Holly Berry uh extant extant and the the husband is a scientist and he makes. A kid robot they couldn't have a child so that he made a robot that was um a kid and he actually evolved they show him evolving by himself mm-hmm. they had to do yeah. some tune-ups and some like you know like little like uh things here and there that they changed he had the physical appearance of human skin and looked like a child and it was crazy because he was evolving into himself and i think like there was a time where they had to like shut him down or like reboot him and he tells like the the lady uh the other scientist that like made him like is it gonna hurt it's just like you know are they feeling things are they like yeah you know are they are, are they manipulating into you thinking that they can feel things absolutely is it maybe is it um part of what we input into them that they pick up on like can they we input a function of 
emotion into them? Are they really are they drawing from what emotion is from us? Now, to them, um, whether you know it's up for debate, whether or not, like even Sophia to ask her questions, she's answering them in a very human like manner. But is that because she just understands how humans talk and how to portray sadness? Or is that really how she feels? Is she really developed to know what sadness really feels like? Or is it she just has so much knowledge of observing humans, she knows how to display it, you know? It's so weird, bro. It's just... I, 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 say yeah, of course. I think it's uh, only that they are programmed. I think that, that they're manipulating because there has to be a special... Like, what makes us human and what makes us special that, like, that tiny little light, that, like, little light inside of you that's, like, consciousness and that's, like, soul. And, like, they just don't have that. And obviously, like, you know, it'd be cool if you're human, but you're not. You're a robot. I'm sorry. I think we're going to find that out down the road. Um, I like to believe that we're the only ones with a soul, you know? Like, animals got a soul. Like, I'm a, I guess I'm of the belief and I... Yeah, I'm just romantic, I guess, about human beings and, and, and uh, just beings with flesh, animals, and humans. But I think we're going to find out. We're eventually going to find out one day, um, does these, do these artificial intelligence beings have the ability to grow to the point where they have a consciousness? Whether you think it's real or fake or input into them, if it's a consciousness, it's a consciousness. And... We're going to meet that one day. That's really going to be a real thing. We're eventually going to meet a human being, an uh, uh, artificial intelligent human being, and we're going to have to decide for ourselves, wow, this, this thing is really displaying, you know, grief right now. Am I going to deny them that, that ability to feel grief because I feel like it's an algorithm? You know, that's... How would you know that they're really feeling it honestly, though? How would you know they're not, though? If they display to you everything that you've seen as a human that looks like grief and they display it. And then what if they do something negative where they make a mistake and technically robots are supposed to be perfect. Did they make that mistake intentionally or intentionally? Unintentionally. What if that mistake was unintentional and it, and it kind of makes them almost human-like with the ability to make mistakes. Whoa. So we're going to find that out. And, uh, I think before we wrap this podcast up today, I think we could, it could just be said that... One last question. Yeah. Would you be okay? Like, would you want a robotic family? Whether it's a... Like I talked about on, from the TV show Extent. Or... I, know, I know a lot of dudes want, like, the robotic girl. They want, like, some <laughs> robotic girls, man. Westworld? You ever see Westworld? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's more along the lines of what I think is going to become. Is some, it's going to start off with something like that. To where you can create a designated environment to interact with these, you know, artificial intelligent beings. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I think it'll become more integrated. But I think there's going to be a place for that. But we do I want a robotic uh, AI family. <laughs> a family or, like, even in your environment. Like, um, in iRobot, the mom, Will Smith's mom has in it as his, like, as her maid. Yeah. As her like helper around the house. Yeah, would you like elderly. would you have a real AI around your house and around your kids? Or like would you even even like a AI like wife or like uh AI child child? Artificial intelligent wife. Well I was, I was not existing. I, I was gonna make a joke. Say it. <laughs> you nasty. No, nah, I wasn't gonna be a nasty joke. Dude was just gonna say if you had if you had an artificial intelligent wife you would never have no arguments. You would never be on your nerves. 
she would all, yeah, it would just be some guy that's probably like that. Everybody, everybody be like, hey, babe, uh, you know, I'm going to chill with the artificial wife tonight. You get on my nerves right now. I, I, I'll talk to the artificial wife tonight. But, yeah. Okay, so personally, I think, um, no, not really, because I feel like I'm sufficient enough to handle my own household, my own kids and stuff like that on my own. Um, but I don't want to shield them at all from the experience of interacting with AI. Like, I think that if they're going to be out in the world, they need to they need to be informed on what's going on. They just can't be like, oh, I don't do AI. I don't do like that's the world. You know, you got to be a, you got to understand it in order to understand where you fit in and where you don't fit in and where what's your limits, what's your boundaries. But you got to interact with it. Um, and if I had a situation with my you know parents or whoever, you know, elderly, and I don't have the ability to be there in person, and, and AI is what the world is offering, I gotta I gotta I gotta go with the game. You know, I had to do that. I would try to like you know obviously take care of much as much of it as I can on my own, you know, and, and put my myself there to be able to do that help. But if it was only available like for AI role, then they, that's just what is going on. You know? I'm not consumed that. with it, but that's just you know that's what's happening. I respect that. You go enjoy your AIs while I go raise a warrior army. You're gonna be off the grid off, somewhere. That's off you, grid. You're gonna be off the grid somewhere. Fighting. They're gonna be fighting. I'm gonna teach my my little army, my mini army, to be fighting the AIs. Like, look, they don't look at it in the eye. Stop that that AI gonna be off the grid too, man. That AI gonna be everywhere, dog. But yeah, I think we just wrap up this podcast just by by just saying. I think the biggest takeaway from this is that human beings are we're just trying to build and build and build more and more and more. And I think I just question i appreciate the body of work that we're moving towards and it's sometimes beautiful to see the progress that we've made and um all these different inventions and creations i mean some of them are just fascinating you know but what is like what is the goal of it like what is the goal of can just continuing to just want more and more and more and more like what is the end goal to all of this and i don't think i, I i've never yet still seen or heard a clear-cut answer i just hear well, we just got to continue to push forward to the new forefront. This is the new this, the new that. And it's just, I think some people who want to live more, a lot more natural, they just have this this sense of saying, it's going nowhere. It's You're just building. Uh, the further in the other direction. You're going in the other direction rather than, like, helping humanity. Yeah, but I, and I think even if you, because there's some people who feel like they're helping humanity when they're creating different things, but... I think the naturalists and people like that feel like everything that's meant to be and meant to happen is already here currently. We don't need any more um, things that we don't already have, you know? And it's just, it's such an interesting concept because I'm on the fence about both of those sides. You know, I feel like medicine helps people in certain ways. Knowledge, you know, through the internet has helped certain people do certain things, helped us, helped us get where we at. Now, we would have never met without the internet, you know? But according to someone naturalist, we should have met in person. So maybe me, you and I wouldn't even have met, you know, or who, who knows, you know, how we would track each other. Maybe we would have, but I just think about that, you know, but I just think about where is this all going and what's the goal of it? Like what's, where do we, because you know, when you, when you do anything in life and when you have a goal and purpose, it's supposed to make you feel something. You know, if you want to be uh, a millionaire, you know, you want to be a millionaire because you feel like it'll provide this for you and this opportunity for your family and it'll put you in a place of being able to feel this. What is the goal of that from AI, like a technology, to just keep going and going and going? It just doesn't seem like it has a a benefit 
feeling wise to us it just feels like it's you get on a new platform you burn it out i want more it's like a drug it has just no end i want i want more what's next okay i did this what's next what's next what's next it's just always what's next and you have to like supersede the next thing that you got supersede the previous get it oh, i gotta outdo this oh you see an instagram TikTok? oh wait till you see this metaverse oh you see this metaverse oh wait, wait till did you even hear about this over here it's just there's no end to it yeah like where does it go and when i think about things that are created with no end to it it's like who is it really benefiting not us but other people can have other opinions and i'd like to hear from our audience on yeah, youtube comments yeah, comment uh, down below. that that big question that he just went on yeah, about like, where is this going that, what that, is the point of all of it yeah you know it's 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 kind of crazy all of this shit this podcast was the point of this shit you know like you just you create <laughs> I, and i love it i love what i'm doing it's fun but you think about it like what's the point of, what's the point of it like what's the point of podcasting being the big thing do you go on to something else that's the next big thing it's just like where is it going it's always going to be something significant it's always going to be something that you move on from it's always evolution like, always evolving yeah this is it's, it's crazy to me man I, I just think i think about that all the time is where are we going but that's this episode of don't stay uh, up too late thinking about it i know man it's be up in the middle of the night you know this is the episode of A Little Something Different, episode three. Today we talk about AI, got in some really good conversations. Um, thank you guys for tuning in again on YouTube if you're watching the visual version. And if you guys are listening, it's on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Definitely shout out to all of you guys supporting us, watching these videos, listening to these podcasts. Comment down below if you guys, you know, what you guys feel of these questions that we ask your input, what you feel about the world, how it's going, what you think about us, what we're talking about. And definitely go check out all of our previous podcasts and all clips in between. And, uh, yeah, it's been real. It's a little something different with Clay. I always have a request at the end. What was your request? Request uh, through the comments on YouTube because I'm an AI. Even though, obviously, you can feel my bias from this podcast, how I feel about AI, I still love watching the TV and movies because I like being aware of what's going to happen in the future, a.k.a. the current present. Absolutely. But uh, I would love to hear the TV, your favorite TV show or movie um, that has AI in it. Yeah, comment that down like, below. I like, yeah, I robot like, Terminator. I want to binge the them. So. Yeah, we want to know, know what you guys feel on that. But we're heading up out of here, guys. It's been real. Thank you guys for tuning in to this week's podcast. Podcast drop every Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. We'll check you guys out next time. Love you. Peace. And we'll be out of here. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.